1: Is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. Or you are listening on demand at relentlessdaring.com slash podcast or possibly, uh, Apple, Google Podcasts, all the major podcast places, Stitcher, Spotify, all that. Before I get into the craziness of the day, let me talk to you about coffee. Coffee is by far one of my favorite beverages in the world, considering I have a glass of Evan Williams bottle and bond right here. Uh, so any who's. My favorite coffee is brewed. I say brewed. It's brewed at home. It is roasted. It is packaged. It is shipped from a small town in Iowa. That would be American pride roasters coffee. Uh, they are by far some of the best coffee I've ever had. If not the best I've ever had. Um uh, Dave and Faith, and all them up there, they do an amazing job selecting just the right coffees, blending it, roasting it to perfection, grinding it to order, and sipping it out to you. Um, Right now, I've been working on the Thomas Paine Age of Reason 100% Robusta beans. These are amazing. It is by far my favorite roast coffee, and everyone talks about, oh, Arabica beans, Arabica beans. And I will say Arabica beans do have a finer flavor than Robusta, but this blend is absolutely amazing. Twice the caffeine of the regular Thomas Paine blend. If you're ready to lose your soul over a cup of coffee, I highly recommend going with the Thomas Paine Age of Reason coffee. Um So anyways, oh, yeah, com. Historically, great coffee. (laughs) All right, so getting into the news, the insanity, and all of just everything going on. um, Ladies and gentlemen, one of the biggest things that I have said for the last Couple years is that the death of our rights are not going to come from the government because even our government realizes that they there are certain things they cannot do, they are incapable of making happen. Um, as much as people in Congress would love to get rid of our Second Amendment rights and get rid of guns and all of that stuff. Um, they really can't. They know the Supreme Court is going to, uh, it's going to hold it, hold, uphold the rights over anything. They, they know that local, local activists are going to prevent it from happening. So the best way to do it is to go outside of government. In fact. why not use banks insurance companies we're we're starting to see this already if i want to go to say brownells and order gun parts or ammunition and i want to use my paypal account um yeah i can't use my paypal account now if i use my paypal debit card because yeah the money comes from my paypal account and it goes but it's because it's a mastercard, it it's a workaround. But, like I said, I cannot use my Apple card. I can't use Apple Pay because Apple Pay will not function to purchase ammunition or guns or gun parts. PayPal, you can't. So they really restrict what they want to do what you can do as far as banking goes uh this part of a uh, operation choke point that was started during the obama administration under <laughs> that incredibly scrupulous and would never ever ever do anything to attack your rights attorney general uh that one guy who's responsible for uh you know operation fast and furious he he's been I have completely memory hold his name because he just mm, pissed me off that much over all that. Now, when it comes to all of this, it, it's starting to really expand out. Like I said, the banks, they don't want to, they don't want to handle your uh, information. You look at what happened with the, the Sandy Hook settlement against Remington. Now, keep in mind all the talk you hear about... Ah, the gun companies are protected from lawsuits. Well, no. What gun companies are protected from is lawsuits where someone uses their weapon to do a mass shooting. However, if, if the weapon had failed to function properly for instance long time Remington had an issue with the model 700 bolt action rifle you put you cock it you have a round in the chamber you put the safety on because you want to be safe well here's the problem for a long time on that model 700 rifle the you could not disengage the safety or you cannot remove the you cannot open the bolt with with the safety engaged so you would disengage the safety and the weapon would go off. There are people who are serving who have who are serving or have served prison time for involuntary manslaughter because the weapon malfunctioned there's videos of trained snipers with this rifle reaching out you know one hand up in the air the other hand's reaching out and hit you know flipping the safety off and the weapon discharges that is something that Remington could be sued for. Any gun ma- manufacturer could be sued for it because it was a defect that led to a loss of life. Now, really, one of the big, big issues has been, those been, well, you know, you, you can't just, you know, you let them skate. Well, yeah, you can because the weapon functioned the way it was designed. You really can't hold that against the gun company that some knucklehead took a stolen weapon in the case of Sandy hook because he killed his mother and then took her guns. Yeah. But they were still sued and the insurance company settled because you know, Remington went into bankruptcy. They restructured. So the insurance companies, they really didn't have anyone to go to and say, okay, what do you want us to do? So they chose to settle. As the insurance company, is something they want to do. So now now the insurance companies have settled before. Now these lawsuits are going to uh, really pile up. And what happens when
0: they pile up? <laughs>
1: It's going to make it a lot harder for gun companies to get insurance because why is the insurance company going to have to pay out every time, every stinking time that some knucklehead does something stupid with this, you know, this Smith and Wesson firearm, this Colt firearm, this Remington, this Black Rain ordinance, whatever it, it has left open financial ruin for these companies. And now let's just say you're a home gun builder. You don't do anything illegal. You know, you buy parts and you customize rifles for people, you know, in ways that don't require you to have a gunsmith license or a fire, you know, be a registered firearms dealer. People's like, hey, I want to bring you my weapon. Can you put this stock on it? Can you you know, replace this part with something else, put in a new trigger group, whatever. Or like I said, you you do it for yourself. You buy the parts, you know, the, the 80% receivers, and then you have the drill presses. You build your, you make them 100% receivers, which doesn't require a serial number because you're not selling them. And so now, So you order everything online. It comes to you via FedEx, UPS, because United States Postal Service are probably going to lose it anyways, and they don't like necessarily shipping certain things like ammo. So now, really, you have FedEx and UPS shipping ammo. Or at least you did. Um, Like I said, when the federal government can't do it, Use your co-conspirator. I don't, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just said that. Co-conspirators in the private sector, oh my gosh. Use your cohorts in the private sector, those CEOs, especially those places where it's had a lot of a Black BlackRock-associated people put onto the board, and use those companies to push your agenda. Um. He said, in UPS, they've been doing a fine job of pushing that agenda. Uh, this is from Zero Hedge. A number of firearm companies have seen their shipments with UPS become damaged or go missing while on route to customers, while others have allegedly had their corporate accounts canceled by the parcel service, according to a report by Bearing Arms, a pro-Second Amendment news site. Patrick Collins, CEO of the gun food and ammunition supply company, told news outlet that many packages in his business that had shipped via UPS had mysteriously vanished in transit. Huh. Specifically, Collins alleged that out of 18,000 rounds of ammunition that he shipped, only around a third, roughly 6,000 rounds were actually delivered. Now said he was allegedly told by UPS that he was likely not packaging the shipments properly and that the company also noted an uptick in his recent claims regarding packages that are not being successfully delivered. Huh. Weird. You're not delivering the packages and you're shocked that the the number of claims has gone up? No. Really? Are we really that stupid UPS that we're going to play that game? Quote, they're not even making it. And I don't know what they're doing in the facilities. If they're purposely damaging them, Colin said, however, they are not making it to the customer end quote. A uh, college added that every batch of his company ships are insured and typically needs to be signed for by the customer quote. So it's funny when they try to say, well, you know, you, you put in too many claims and it's like, well, no, I, I didn't put in too many claims. Our customers never receive their package that we had shipped. End quote. Uh, Epic Times has tried to reach out to UPS and UPS. Um, yeah, they weren't getting anything, and uh, Mr. Collins from Gun Food was not able to get back with them either. UPS spokesperson told the Epic Times that as a common carrier, UPS transports ammunition that constitutes cartridges, small arms. As defined in federal regulations, UPS has safety protocols to help ensure the safe transport of ammunition in our networks. We work with our customers to address their concerns, including those with packaging. The spokesperson added while pointing to information on UPS website on how to ship ammunition, which includes packaging requirements. UPS has updated its requirements for firearm shipments to adhere to nationwide regulation recently issued by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives that go into effect August 24th, 2022, and to address existing laws in a number of states. Yeah, they're just. They're just going out of their way to make it impossible for people to get their ammo. Uh Kim over here in the live chat says maybe gun companies should go the way of adult toy shops using discreet packaging and use fake names, etc. I that's a brilliant idea. However, federal requirements because it is considered a hazardous material. Because I have ordered ammunition online either from Brownells Uh, or direct from the manufacturer at Fort Scott Munitions. Yes, you get a plain brown box that doesn't have the company's name on it, or it might have, like, the name of the LLC that actually falls under, I think, like, Fort Scott Munitions might be, like, FSM Incorporated or something like that. So it's not directly saying we're from Fort Scott munitions here. Have this ammo. However, they do have to do other labeling because ammunition is a hazardous material. So you have a, you know, like the, it's a, it's a UN code sticker because we use the UN for everything in the transportation world. I don't know why. So it's a, you know, a diamond that's, you know, half white, half black and white bars that has to be on the label. So that way the handlers will know this is hazardous material. It can blow up in your face. Be very careful with it. Very careful. Um, It's like finding a, when the male guys find a box, that says fragile and uh, first kind of like on a, Ace Ventura, when he's delivering the fake package and he just beats the crap out of it, even though it's labeled fragile on the outside. Now, Collins does go on to say, and he did an interview on Glenn Beck, I think it was Thursday or Friday of last week or of this week, where he's very concerned that, um, is this a problem with the boxes being destroyed shipment, in route? Because they will take pictures of the packages when they get picked up. And then again, it has to be signed for. So they have a record, both UPS guy going, bloop, scanning it in. They have a picture of it being loaded into the UPS truck or on the conveyor before UPS takes charge of it. So that means something's happening in these trucks. Now, the, the less, the least nefarious option is that, like I said, the boxes are being damaged and all the rounds are falling out, which considering they're in a plain Brown box and inside the plain Brown box is the box of ammunition. And usually that ammunition isn't just loose. It's in a little protector kind of, you know, helps hold it in place inside the box and it's not rattling everywhere. So apparently multiple boxes are being destroyed and the ammo just rolling out everywhere in the truck and they just can't find it all. That's option. Number one, that's the least nefarious way it's happening. Now, what Mr. Collins from Gun Food said is that the option he doesn't want to believe, but he still has to entertain it because it's completely plausible, is that these uh, UPS guys, they know that the box that have, they're kind of heavy for their size and have this very particular marking on them to make them legal to ship, they know it's ammo. And they're just taking it. And either they're keeping it for themselves or they're selling it on a black market. It's absolutely insane to think that we would have people It'll work for UPS that would do such a thing. Unfortunately, the people at UPS really don't give us too much of a choice. The idea that these guys can just find workarounds for your constitutional rights to keep and bear arms, and keeping and bearing arms is not just having the gun, it is having the ammunition that makes that weapon serviceable. You can have all the guns in the world, but if you ain't got ammo, you just have some really goofy looking walking sticks. So this is like the ultimate workaround. And uh, Kim says, I mean, if the federal government can can go around the constitution, then gun companies should be able to go get around the government. Maybe gun companies should start their own delivery system. Absolutely. I think that's a brilliant idea because then you're maintaining positive control of your, of your product from, you know, from inception From the point where you sign for all of your materials, primers, casings, lead, lead slugs, powder, all of it. You sign for it, you build it, you package it, and then you put it on your truck. Now, the problem with that is, is a logistics, is from a logistics standpoint, unfortunately, because now you're having companies that are not in the shipping business who are now, becoming part of the shipping business. And so you would have kind of how FedEx took off back in the day, how UPS took off, where you have, you have to have distributors. You can get the product to, and then it gets kicked out to smaller places than to the individual. Um, Kim says, "I guess people are going to have to make ammo locally. That's another one. And again, unfortunately, with that is all the gum red tape. And yeah, because nothing can be easy. Anything worth doing is not is not going to be easy. Unfortunately, um, again, like I said, I talked about Fort Scott munitions. Fort Scott's like." a three hour drive for me. If I could not get ammo shipped to me from Fort Scott munitions, I would be willing to make a day trip to Fort Scott, Kansas and just buy it in person. It wouldn't hurt my feelings. Um, Another thing I know people it's like I have a, I have a rifle. It's kind of a goofy caliber. It's becoming more popular, but um, you know, you still look at 40 bucks for 20 you know, for 20 rounds. I saved every piece of brass that I have fired out of that gun. And I have I have friends who have the reloading equipment who they will reload the brass for me for less money than it will be to buy all new bullets. That's just part of it. (laughs) Kim asked, you didn't lose it in a boating accident. I'm like, "Uh, nope. That's because it's not an AR-15. So I'm not too concerned. Now, if the federal government gets curious, um, I could tell them all about it at a long distance. A nice long distance with this rifle. But I hope we don't have to find that one out. All right, so before I you know, hit my little break where if you're catching this live, you're not going to hear commercials. If you're on podcast, you're about to hit commercials. So I want to get into this real quick. So in the world of dumb, the world of, oh my God, is this really a thing? So Hollywood is making a movie about, um the daughter of fidel castro yeah i don't know why but they are uh the movie is called alina of cuba and everyone is all mad because of who they cast as fidel castro i know i know <sighs> What Cuban volunteered to play Castro? What Cuban did they tap? I was like, oh, they didn't go with the Cuban. They went with the Puerto Rican, didn't they? They went with the Mexican guy. No. They did not go with the Mexican guy. In fact, they went with a guy who's, uh, well, he's got some Jewish heritage. He's got some Portuguese heritage. Eh. And- and he's, uh, Yeah, that's about it. Well, they went with James Franco. Now, the minute I saw that everyone was mad that he was... that they were casting him as Fidel, the first thing that went through my mind is, yeah, I can see that. Especially when he... <laughs> Kim said, Justin Trudeau didn't try out. Oh my God. He could play his daddy. I don't think his Spanish is very good though. But, um, yeah. So they got James Franco to play, uh, Fidel Castro. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, yeah, that kind of works because if you look at some of these movies that, um, Franco did as a younger actor when when he's trying to grow his beard out and it's all kind of scraggly and it's not very attractive. He looked like a pale Castro. He really did. Um, And so now you have John Leguizamo. Oh, my God. I got nothing against James Franco, but... you have Anna Navarro who's losing her mind because they didn't get Well, thank goodness. The directors are, and the, the people running casting, they did their research and they understand what they were going for in casting James Franco as Fidel. Um, yeah, Leguizamo, he did a, uh, you know, tweet storm about it. How is this still going on? How is Hollywood excluding us, but stealing our narratives as well? No more appropriation, Hollywood and streamers boycott this effed up. Adding that would be seriously difficult to represent Castro without aggrandizement. The Encanto star said, I don't have a problem with Franco, but he ain't Latino. So, yeah, I said that he's got the, uh, ah. Yeah, Jewish, Portuguese, and Swedish ancestor. Okay. Uh, In the casting announcement, lead producer John Martinez O'Felan said Franco had the closest facial likeness. And he really does, especially, like, you see the younger footage of Fidel. You know, where he's kind of got a little bit of a gaunt face. It could be from uh, Hiding in the Jungles from uh, General Batista. But he has a, a similar gaunt face to... Uh, Franco. So it really kind of works out uh, of the uh, Franco had the closest facial likeness of the entire ranks of actors with Latin roots in Hollywood. And he included the fact that he has Portuguese roots as far as Latin goes. Cause you know, if you took someone who was 100% white from Brazil, who traces all their ancestry back to Portugal They are still considered Latino. To get to get there on such a tough look to cast, we used Fidel Castro's ancient uh, Galician heraldry as our focal compass, and then combed through the entire ranks of actors with Latin roots in Hollywood to find someone who has similar facial structure. And executing a close search of our hopefuls through the eye of Spanish and Portuguese genealogy, which the Galicians held. We found that James by far had the closest facial likeness of our industry's leading actors, meaning that the focus would be to build out his character accent. And we'd have some stunning on screen match to intrigue audiences and bring the story to life with true visual integrity. Yeah. And you... then Anna Navarro, she did some sort of uh, chubby Puerto Rican screeching. I really can't understand. Uh, Jeff Torres, blah blah, Latino actors. Recent credits include *Night Sky* and *SWAT*. Slam the casting in series of tweets. I'm auditioning for another generic Latin American drug dealer, and James Franco is dead ass playing Fidel Castro. Latinos getting done dirty AF out here and everywhere. Imagine Jane, imagine Jaime Franco's, formerly James Franco, Cuban accent. Imagine him saying stuff in Spanish. He continued, this is the best The Onion article ever, except it's real. Oh, my gosh. It's just, people need to learn to lighten up. And again, it's not like the producers are just trying to whitewash a very brown person. They're not taking a Pancho Villa and having him played by... Uh, a very famous Nebraskan by the name of Larry the Cable Guy. I mean, come on. We're not doing anything like that. We're not reshooting the Alamo and putting John Malkovich playing as Santa Anna. I mean, we're taking a guy who is a good actor. He is a good actor I, I will give him credit especially you see 127 hours about the guy who got trapped inside the canyon in utah and had to cut his own arm off james franco is really good when he wants to be when he's not playing just some stoner or a bad guy in a spider-man movie i think he would do the role well and unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of issues just because, how can you aggrandize Fidel Castro? It's so, like, well, I'm pretty sure the movie's about his daughter, so that's not really an issue. He's just playing a role. And again, I think he bears a strong enough resemblance to Castro he can actually pull it off without looking like, you know, getting a very dark Hispanic person, like say a John Leguizamo in there and having him go, people be like, dude, he don't look anything like it. Look at his face. It, it's all round. It's all round and puffy. How, how can we have that as a guy who was tall and kind of on the skinny side, especially in his fighting days? I don't know. That's just me. All right, so now I had to flip a coin over what I wanted to do next because eh, these, both of these are kind of, wait, huh, stories. So I'm going to Washington State. We're in a local YMCA at Port Townsend, Washington They protected a poor trans woman from a belligerent, hateful, 80-year-old grandma. That's right. 80-year-old granny banned from YMCA after demanding that biological male leave the women's locker room where little girls were undressing. Yes, because only hateful bigots would demand that a trans woman not expose her very feminine penis to small children especially little girls uh, i uh I've, i'm for those of you who are not watching on twitch for some reason i'm wearing a cowboy hat tonight and i can't even thump my head against my microphone in despair ugh that, that's how bad the story is. Port Townsend, Washington police said, says she, quote, had an emotional response to a strange male being in the, oh my God. They just, they just misgendered the trans, the police need to be fired. How dare they? How dare they call an obviously beautiful woman, a male? How dare they do it? i''m I'm, I'm channelling my Alex Jones tonight. It's great. I gotta do this because you know he just had that 45 million dollar lawsuit against him. so I gotta get my Alex Jones. A, I gotta find that spot in my, down in my gut where I can squeeze his voice out. Ah, they're turning the friggin frogs gay. But if you haven't heard, the first gay frogs have tested positive for the monkey pox. it's It's ridiculous people. Uh, uh, yeah so yeah thank you Port Townsend Washington for um, misgendering this poor poor woman she had an emotional response to a strange male being in the bathroom and helping a young girl take off her clothes if I find out this was a stranger's child this person was helping undress I will be back I was going to need to take a shovel and a bag of lime with me. Ugh. I threw my sheet. I had the first sentence of the article. Adrian <laughs> Washington state woman has been banned from using her local YMCA's public pool after she expressed discomfort with a biological male in the women's locker room. As young girls were addressing she was in the shower when she heard a male voice and peeked out to find a biological male in a women's swimsuit, engaging with little girls who were undressing. The biological male was reportedly with girls from the day camp overseeing their bathroom activities. Addressing the Port Townsend City Council on Monday, Julie Jamin, a resident of Port Townsend of about 40 years, described the situation she had been in after her regular swim in the Mountain Valley pool. Uh, in an effort by the city and the YMCA to apply the neocultural gender rules at Mountain View Pool dressing shower room facilities, women and children are being put at risk. Yes. Jamin said that she had been showering after her July 26 swim at the pool when she heard a man's voice in the women's dressing area. She said that she saw a man in a women's swimsuit watching little girls pull down their bathing suits in order to use the toilets in the dressing room. An email from the YMCA's marketing communication manager to the post-millennial, they said the staff member was not engaging with these girls, but rather escorting them to the dressing room. Which, do you have to go inside? Do you have to watch them while they take their suits off to use the restroom? I'm just saying. I have worked with Kids at church, and I have had to escort the little girls to the bathroom. I did not go in the bathroom with them. I said, All right, I'll be waiting out here. And I stood outside the door. Isn't a hard freaking concept! Oh my gosh. Uh oh. 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 Auto mod. Can't. It's like Kim said, that pervert is lucky I wasn't there. I would have done more than misgender him. And (laughs) this is be essentially by Twitch. But hey, guess what? I'm going to click this uh, allow because the term pervert shall not be removed from my Twitch chat. Boom. Take that, Twitch. I'll probably lose my channel for allowing the word pervert being associated with trannies. No, I just said tranny. Crap. Ugh. I was talking about transmission. Yes, we cannot have perverse transmissions tearing up cars on the interstate. According to the Port Townsend Free Press, Jamin, who had been in the shower when she realized that what was happening, hidden behind thin, sheer shower curtains, asked this person, revealed by the name Clementine Adams, do you have a penis? It's none of your business. Adams reportedly responded. Get out of here right now. You're just. Dis- you're discriminating. And you can't use the pool anymore. And I'm calling the police. YMCA Aqu- Aquatics manager, Rowan DeLuna, told Jamin after she requested that Adams leave the room, according to the Port Townsend Free Press. Yes. Because how dare she say that grown men not be allowed in the same and, and it's ridiculous an email from the ymca's market why ymca's marketing communication manager they said Jamin was not pr- was not permanently suspended for this incident alone, but rather due to repeatedly violating the Olympic Peninsula YMCA code of conduct, specifically using disrespectful words or gestures towards YMCA staff or others, and abusive, harassing, and or obscene language or gestures towards YMCA staff or others. manager said the facility has experienced past issues, but that incident in the changing room was unforgivable and extremely harmful. You're right. What could be more harmful than a grown man? Don't care how he identifies. Watching children remove their bathing suits to use the bathroom. Now, I know this might seem a little crazy because I'm pretty sure that even my wife, who is a grown woman of the... Biologic variety. She doesn't watch children when they when she escorts them to the bathroom. She doesn't watch them, you know, remove take their shorts down or whatever to go pot eat. She doesn't do it. So why, why this person felt they needed to is absolutely insane. Oh, I just. And then for to probably make up that she's had these incidents in the past, just to play CYA, is that's even more ridiculous. As Jamin attempted to leave the building, Deluna reportedly told Jamin she was not abiding by the YMCA's principles and values. Another YMCA staff reportedly blocked Jamin from leaving, to which Jamin said, bullcrap. I'm self censoring because, you know. Family show. I'm going to the police right now. I want help and I need it immediately. Yeah, and the fact that they were banning her from leaving, that sounds like um, false imprisonment. And unless she was in the process of committing an actual crime and they were detaining her with civilian arrest, what they were doing was Probably worse than her saying, oh my God, you still have, your, you still have your man parts. You need, you need to leave. Daniel went next door to the police and later received a call back from Port Towns police officer Mark. Tenderness. I am going to allow this word. Ah. Ugh. Uh, in a police call report obtained by the Free Press, has said that Jamin had an emotional response to a strange male being in the bathroom helping a young girl take off her bathing suit. call report also contains call records made by an anonymous person from the YMCA who told police that Clementine was in the bathroom with a child in the day camp and Julie asked if she had a penis started screaming at her to get out. And another call, this person said that Jamin had been asked to leave and is refused. Really? Because it sounds like they weren't letting her leave. Oh, my gosh. This is absolutely insane. Ugh. And the fact. But don't worry. It only gets more insane with the next article because, ladies and gentlemen, baby killing, it is a cult. Yes, I said that right. I did not stutter. I did not mince words. It is indeed a cult. Now, don't get me wrong. There are people who have very, very horrible circumstances that they are in, and they feel their only choice is to get an abortion. My heart goes out to these women. It it truly does. I can imagine. I could not imagine being in such an upside down, bass, awkward situation where you felt that's the only, the only choice you had. You know, you were a victim of rape. You were, you know, through coerced incest, whatever. Where this happens, you're, you know, you're a young woman, you know, your boyfriend just he loves you to death, but then the man he finds out that you got that he got you pregnant, he pops smoke, and is will have nothing to do with you, wants absolutely nothing to do with that baby, and you can barely support yourself. Like I said, my heart goes out to these women It who are forced into a very horrible decision and they have to live with it for the rest of their lives. However, these are not the people I have an issue with. My issue is the people who, they shout their abortion. The lady who... Apparently people have climbed into bed with it at least like 17 times because she's wearing a shirt. Saying, I've had 17 abortions and she's, she's as attractive as the North end of a Southbound mule. Yeah. Those are the people I don't like the people who abortion is not healthcare. Abortion is their birth control. And by God, they're going to pray at the altar of Consequence-less sex. These people want to live in Aldous Huxley's dystopic world where, you know, you're not enslaved by force through threat of violence. You're enslaved by pleasure. In fact, through eugenics, they have bred all the people to be sterile minus the ones that they want to be able to reproduce. And so women can just men and women just do whatever they want with whomever they want. And in fact, if you have delusions of monogamy, you're a freak. This is what people want. In fact, a woman was on was online, she made literally built an altar to celebrate sacrificing her baby in abortion. Moloch called. He wants you to build a giant fire and just start throwing your live babies in there. Abortion activists are now literally building altars dedicated to sacrificing their unborn babies in abortion. Drew Hernandez, a conservative commentator with Frontlines and Turning Point USA, uncovered a disturbing do-it-yourself video from YouTube of a woman explaining how to build an abortion altar at home. Oh, sweet Jesus! A woman teaches how to build an altar for post-abortion, which includes a container for the remains of the baby after being aborted and the abortion pills on the altar. She ends the DIY video by kneeling before the altar. In the video, the woman ta- talks viewers through building an altar for your mifepristone nef- and misoprostol abortion. Both are drugs taken together to abort unborn babies in the first trimester. Last year, the Biden administration began allowing the abortion drugs to be sold through the mail without any direct medical supervision. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Now women can abort their unborn babies at home without ever seeing a doctor. The woman claims that building an abortion altar is a cathartic experience that provides women with a place to meditate and think deeply about aborting their unborn babies at home. Oh, isn't that precious? It's a really beautiful way to just give reference to the experience and and hold the experience in a really sacred way. On a small table woman places lit candles, crystals, a tarot card, and an image of the Virgin Mary. At one point, she fans herself in the area around her incense to clean the space. Later, she placed a packet of abortion pills on the table to bless them, encouraging women to really put your intention for healing in the pills before you take them. Oh my God. Below the altar, she tells women to lay down a red cloth, followed by a container for fetal remains. This means the dead baby the woman will give birth to at home on her own after taking the abortion pills. She's going to literally. Fish out of the toilet. After finishing the altar, she tells one to kneel up in front of it to contemplate the sacred abortion experience. Like I said, it is a cult to these people that they are literally engaging in. Some would say it's pagan behavior. This is demonic. These are the demons bowing before Satan. Bowing before their father of lies, that they would, that they would be blessed for giving up this unborn baby. What what are they being blessed with? An another twenty eight days of potentially un. A consequence-free sex because your pleasure is what we're all about here in hell. Kim asks, "Which one are we, Sodom or Gomorrah?" Um, I think we're all the people fornicating around the the temple of Dagon, and we're just waiting on Samson to lean against the lean against the pillars and pull it down on top of us. That's where I think we are as society right now. We are the church of Corinth. When Paul wrote his first letter because of all the sexual deviance going on within that community. Yes, I said it. We're, We're either the people... We are a wicked and evil people anymore. It is literally ungodly. And I don't know where we're at in society anymore when, you know, bad is called good, light is called dark. And people just, they place themselves. They place their bodies, their pleasure, their hedonistic desires. Well, I'm a Christian, but I just want to go have have consequence-free sex. Oh. oh, you're a Christian, but you're not going to give up the behavior that you acknowledged was in sin. You're just going to keep doing it. Are you really a Christian there, pal? I get it. I get it. I backslidden. I find myself going back and I shouldn't have done that. God, please forgive me. Do it all the time. But when people just flaunt it, when people just absolutely for, I don't care. I don't care who you say you are aligned with spiritually. You can say it all day long. If you are not living in a way prescribed by your faith, I don't care if you're a Muslim. I don't care if you're Jewish. I don't care if you're a Hindu. If you are living to only care about yourself, I guarantee you, you are missing the tenets. Of whatever faith you hold, unless you pray at the altar of Satan, like these crazy abortion nuts do. All right, that's ooh, woof. ending in end, ending on a high note, aren't we? Um again, thank you for those of you who joined me on the live stream. Means a lot. It really does. Um, Those of you who are listening on podcast again, thank you for subscribing. If you are new to this show, you're checking it out for the first time. Please, I ask of you four things. I say four things every week. Number one, please, please hit that subscribe button. That way, you get notified when new episode post every Sunday morning, like at one a.m., two a.m., somewhere around there. Number two, please rate this show. Looking for five stars, all except four three and less hit me up at the Tyler who on the Twitters. My DMS are open. We need to have a serious discussion about why you are rating me for three stars or less. Third thing I ask: please write a review. Tell people why you like the show embellish it a little bit. I don't get carried away. Don't write some novel telling about how I'm the greatest guy since whoever to do a political podcast. I mean, I'll accept it. Don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll, you know, fluff my ego. It ain't going to hurt my feelings. Um, But, you know, let let people, you know, have an honest, like, so just fluff a little. Don't get carried away. And finally, share this episode. Share this show in general with friends. Um, There's, on whatever podcast service you listen to, listen to it on, or YouTube or whatever. all that it's, it's wherever it is, they always have a share. You share the episode, you can share the show as a whole. Share it with friends. Send it to people who you think like, send it to people who you think this last segment will really piss off. I like doing, I like doing that. It's so much fun. Um, so please like, like, follow, share, rate, review, all that good stuff. Again, um, Also, if you want to get bonus content, you want to get ad free episodes, please go to patreon.com slash Tyler Morgan show, become a patron over there for the bare minimum of $5. You will get the bonus content. You will get ad free episodes again. That's up to you. Not go badger you about it, but keep in mind if you are, you know, the top two tiers, you'll get. Shout out as supporting. You'll get the uh quarterly merch drops. That's right. They have merch drops over on Patreon. So, you know, just something to think about. Because all the money comes in, whether or ko-fi.com slash, I don't remember what it is. The link for Ko-Fi will be in the show notes. Um go there and all this goes into keeping the show up and running for you podcast, hosting fees, site fees, internet, web, web page fees, all that is it? Everything I make, it goes back into the show. I'm not living high on the hog off your donations. So again, thank you so very much for listening. And as always stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to Ko-Fi.com/Slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there, or RelentlessDaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in The Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from PurplePlanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1:7.